Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. Welcome back to Beyond the Field. I'm your host this evening. My name is Goran Lonka, financial advisor at Money Empire. Who do we have with us? I am Isa. Isa Nasiwa. And I'm Cam. Hello, Cam. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Thanks for joining us. Today, uh, what are we doing? We're season three, episode 25. Boom. We're going to be talking about the triple CFA, cost of living and buying flat whites. Who wrote this? Joking. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... There's a lot of talk and there has been a lot of talk out there in the marketplace and the media around the triple CFA, what it's meant, what its intention was and how it flowed on to the banks. And there's been some recent changes recently to it, which made it a little bit more easier for people to borrow money. How did this happen? Um, They removed a couple of things that count as expenses in terms of when a bank assesses whether or not you can afford a loan. So without going into too much detail, they've removed the um, including, so savings and investments from your expenses when working out whether or not you can service the loan. Um, Firstly, that aside, has it helped our clients? Oh, me. Um, Let's look back. Yes. Well, we let's look back eight months now, eight months, because this all, we as advisors understood that a lot of this was in play in 2021, but from the public point of view, it kicked in on December 1st, 2021. Then we saw the radical changes and I guess the flow on effect of how banks interpreted the triple CFA changes um, and what that looked like uh, for the consumer or the purchaser or the person wanting to borrow money. I think um, a lot played out through December 2021, mm-hmm. January 2022 and into February. And then what came to what came into the equation was uh, banks and lenders uh, interpreted things differently. Mm-hmm. And given any period of time and which uh, we had clients that um, experienced the same situation over a three-month period there was very far extremes Mm -hmm. around uh, were you getting a mortgage were you not Um, I thought I could borrow a million dollars last month now I can only borrow 700 so people were being scrutinized due to the change in December made public some very big changes um, in December and then it started to flow out into the public and you would hear um, a lot of the media about hey I just made a purchase at Kmart Um, they're adding that as a monthly expense where I only do it once a year or you know I've bought too many coffees and when I buy a house I'm not allowed to drink coffee anymore but you've got to stop drinking coffee now all this carry on is a massive flow on effect um, what came to into the into the spotlight though was it was just so unfair mm-hmm. we're talking about a period that everything possible was done to help the first home buyer get into the market or help people borrow money to buy their first home second home etc yet it had this real negative effect the negative flow on it's so annoying it annoyed the shit out of me especially when you would read the articles made and people go to the banks and get declined and it wasn't there was a lot that just wasn't common sense and just didn't make sense why would i put away five dollars a week for my kids savings and that be classed as an expense um there was a lot of things that just sort of did not uh did not work um and just were you know pretty unrealistic at the essence a lot of people banded together a lot of people spoke out Mm -hmm. and sort of said hey this needs to be revisited needs to be looked at again we need change Mm -hmm. um hence coming back to what was it two Thursdays ago is when they sort of implemented the new changes in all of that time 
um, a lot of our clients have pushed on as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it was about setting the expectation for people to say, hey, look, with these new changes, maybe pre it, pre triple cfa changes um or being implemented you could have borrowed this amount mm-hmm. now it's x amount mm-hmm. you know at the same time we've had interest rates on the rise mm-hmm. uh change to the property market and we're still trying to help a first home buyer out yeah so i think at the end of the day there was definitely um everyone's situation was very different mm-hmm. everyone got affected differently everyone got affected mm-hmm. um we can pretty much say that for mm-hmm. sure um but we have helped our clients really understand how to navigate this to come out the other end to where we are right now. It impacted a lot of people, that's for sure. Um, Cam, I'm just going to throw it to you real quick. If you just, yep, that's perfect. Um, did you get any of this when you were employed at your previous? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because I just want to know a little bit of understanding of what you were told and obviously how to assess whether or not a person can service a loan. Mate, so I guess the, the big one for us was savings. You know, I was dealing with a lot of people sort of higher income, high net worth, that yes. sort of thing. So people that are saving a lot of money um, because they've got, you know, they've got quite large incomes. Um, and to be fair, that, that covers everyone. You know, people saving just small amounts on lower incomes, it does cover everyone. So in our space, though, the real struggle was when people are saving a whole lot of money to the side and our credit teams are saying, look, you've got to include that as an expense. And we're sitting there thinking, shit, what the hell are you talking about? Like, this is clearly money that they can use and they it's voluntary like voluntary savings you know it's yeah. not compulsory so yeah. for us to have to designate those funds as an expense was just out the bloody gate mm-hmm. crazy and i always say like when particularly around the triple cfa because there are so many hurdles to jump and so many bloody um ring offences to bloody climb especially when you're a first home buyer and trying to get on the ladder I hate using that term on the ladder just Mm. you know buying your first home buying your own little piece of New Zealand and unfortunately there'll be a lot of people out there who will never be able to buy home due to this all these constant changes of rules and just making it harder but what I want to make very clear make no mistake that the first thing if you are wanting to purchase your first home and you go into a bank direct that is highly highly disadvantageous what a word what's our word you like that what a word what a word isn't it disadvantageous you need to use an advisor I'm not saying you know use us but I am saying use us (laughs) use us (laughs) Um, that's the first mistake people people make because um uh, they, if you go to a bank, you're more than likely going to be declined the loan in this day and age. Let's face it, unless you've got a shit ton of income and a twenty percent deposit. If you don't have those two things, it's going to be very hard for you. Do you know what I mean? Did mm. you do any high OVR lending? Very small amounts yeah, of it. Okay. That's what um, I in my space, but you know, I had a lot of colleagues that did. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing, and it comes back to just using a broker in general, regardless yeah. of what time you're in. But like, you know, especially first home buyers, where it can be quite tight. You know, you've got little incomes um, or low deposits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, using having access as a broker to multiple lenders and multiple banks is such a big advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we can take lending to one bank, yep. and their credit policy does not work in your favour. Yep. If you are the customer going direct to the bank, that's you just think oh i can't get a loan right now yeah. but you know oh shit are you all right Keep going. <laughs> um, but if you know we then go to a different bank then yeah. their credit policy could allow it yeah. um if you're a, a customer going direct to the bank you don't know that so yeah. you probably think oh i can't get a home loan let's wait 12 months where look mate walk down the road and speak to the other one and, and you've got one you know you've got a loan spot on spot on um the other thing about the triple cfa is obviously uh, they they started digging into people's bank statements with a magnifying glass in terms of what they actually spend as opposed to what they're disclosing on paper or what they've told to the broker so 
Out came the magnifying glass and they would ask all sorts of questions. Right, you didn't disclose this, but we see this. What is this? Okay, cool. So they've taken a backward step approach against that. So they are being a little bit more okay because if you're a first home buyer, of course your expenses are going to change after you have a mortgage. They have. To. There's a little bit of mitigant there, but how does not buying a coffee really help you in buying a home? Cam, what do you think? It's a small cost, right? Buying a coffee a day, I, mean, I guess 25 bucks a week, maybe more. To be fair, if you're in Ponsonby, it's a hell of a lot more than 25 bucks a week. Oat it's milk flat white. Six fifty, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Two butters with that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the overall cost of it isn't isn't huge um, in your you know day to day thing. But if if you're trying to actually save money and have more money in your back pocket, like try and bloody bring coffee to work. You know, make some instant coffee. Just deal with it. Um, if you're a first home buyer, like you know, chances are if you really want a house, maybe you do have to give up the flat white every day. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, mate, I was buying scones. I, t- I was telling everyone the other day, I was buying a scone a day at like five dollar seventy. That's and then I think I worked out if I started making scones, which I did last weekend, <laughs> it was going to be like five bucks a week versus like 30 bucks a week. Mm. 25 bucks a week, course a year. A thousand bucks a year I'm saving on fucking scones. Mm. It's true. Um, I used to hate that generalization, you know, in, in the news articles, you'd say, oh, it's, it's the price of a coffee a day. Avocado. Avocado, whatever. But the reality is, if you spend five bucks a day on a coffee, that's 1800 bucks a year. Okay, mm. what would you rather do? Would you rather have that money or spend it away on, um, on coffee? Make your own coffee at home, for God's sake, people. You know? Especially in this day and age. I'm joking. You've got to live your life. Um, so, quickly, how are you telling your clients to minimize their expenses and account conduct and all the rest of it? Yeah, you've got to be just super clear on, uh, on everyone's situation, and everyone's situation is different. And what I do say to um, all my clients, it's about... Um, being really upfront and realistic around your budget because a lot of people don't actually uh, like to stick to a budget. Um, some do really, really well, majority don't. Um, but at least if you're having those initial conversations up front, you can actually go, cool, I'm living a champagne lifestyle on a beer budget. And just sort of putting it out and having that conversation is the biggest step with clients. Um, and even if they um, have excess funds, um, well, even if they have uh, excess funds um, and the likes available, it's just having that conversation with them to go, "Cool, you've just got to be smart about your spending." Yeah. And that doesn't have to that doesn't have to mean eating two minute noodles. I love two minute noodles, but it doesn't mean you have to say eating two minute noodles instead of um, enjoying all those luxuries. But it's about being smart about your spending um, and just being realistic about it. I think having that conversation with my clients does wonders um, rather than going, "Here's a crazy strict budget, stick to it, or you fail." Because I think setting someone up to fail is just the wrong way to do it um so i think having a good initial discussion up front is the, where you got to be i wholeheartedly agree i think one of the key points as well is for people out there who do have things that would they all have to pay for in terms of safeguarding themselves like insurance review your fire and general policy your house contents cars there are so many companies out there offering cover for different amounts of premiums that you pay for pretty much the same amount of cover Life, trauma, income protection, health insurance. Now, do okay, have a guess. How much do you reckon I spend on insurance for my family a month? What do you reckon? Ooh, Pers- personal injury. Personal, so medical for the family, life, trauma, income protection, and fire in general, house contents, and two vehicles. Go. Three, uh, four, five, 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 600. I'm going to say. Uh, 600? 
seven thirty two. Okay, it's close to a thousand dollars a month. Wow, a thousand dollars a month. So, again, everyone is different. Everyone's situation is different. But in these times, when the cost of living and inflation is rife, OCR just got increased yesterday, and I've just got the email from a particular bank saying the rates have gone up. Cost of living is going to go up again if you have a mortgage. So, moral of story is review your insurances. It's not going to cost you anything. Reach out to your advisor. Reach out to whoever you deal with. Um, get those. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Premiums down. Okay. Yeah. Next, how do we treat ourselves during the cost of living, which is so rife? How do we do this? How do we treat ourselves? Well, you talked about the scone. I don't drink coffee. I do eat scones. Those six dollar co- scones that you talked about before are bloody good. They are bloody but not good. as good but, as but your chili you, ones. Have you tried my chili <laughs> cheese scones? Holy have. shit! You just need to make them bigger next time. Yeah, well, did you see my second batch? I wasn't giving any of those away. <laughs> I mean, how do, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? treat yourself? What do you buy? Come on. I go for a nature walk. Okay. No, good, no, no. Um, I, I guess um, one thing having four young girls mm-hmm. is um, we do uh, maybe every fortnight to three weeks, I take them out to dinner, yep. but it's just being about sometimes smart and where yep. you go. Yep. Um, and a shout out to my old mate Lone Star. Yep. Uh, they have such a good kids menu mm. and I love the lasso of hog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so being smart about that, because the difference is we can go really enjoy, uh, yep. have a good dinner at the likes of a Lone Star. Shout out if you want to sponsor me on the field podcast. <laughs> um, but the difference is, I won't lie, if I wanted to go to McDonald's, you're probably going to drop 65 bloody bucks. I was just going to say that. The- I know you're big on the combos. Yeah, the I family the combos, not the com- yeah, the, the combos, family packs. The family packs. So mm. instead of buying two happy meals and two combos for me, Alicia and myself, yep. we go with the. It's not. It's not advertised. That's the thing. You have to yep. ask for it. It's mm. called the. Uh, the the Goran Special. No, it's the Shazzy's box or something. Yeah. Three big burgers, one cheeseburger, four fries, and four drinks. It's like twenty-eight bucks. Like, get on that. Like a Big Mac combo itself is thirteen bucks. But that is not that is not a silly thing to do no. for families, yeah, um, especially because kids are bloody expensive. Yeah. And where you choose to eat, and you know, depending on lifestyle, has a big impact. Yeah. But being smart and actually looking at that other layer of uh, menu that ob- often isn't advertised, yeah. Pizza Hut. Pizza Shout Hut, out. Yeah, if Domino's, to be on the field podcast, good, yeah. um, But it's absolutely there's way better deals out there if yeah. you actually do a little bit of digging. I've stopped paying hell like we used to buy hell pizza for like two little pizzas and like one big one in a side yeah. 70 dollars yeah that'll be 30 dollars a pack 30, pizza hut. absolutely do you know what else i've stopped stopped doing i've cut down on my um barbecue so oh, i thought you were gonna say booze <laughs> well <clears throat> i'm working on that that's, been, that's for the next podcast um yeah the cost of just meat and i used to spend so much time at the butcher coal is like 50 bucks a bag okay but just to bang on that exact topic um super expensive some of those real expensive cuts of meat if you're wasting stuff yeah but we talked recently yes. what if you bought a big slab yeah and actually cut up your steaks yeah far cheaper yeah great that, life hack absolutely right? great name drop so instead of buying two or three bits of steak at like you know $25 I now buy like a whole rump and rump of whatever and cut it up cut it up for like so that will last so 90 bucks will last like four or five as much as the other one yeah. which is cool and I think we're gonna have a life hack special uh, oh I like this like a life pro tip life pro tips but on spending. 
It's a subreddit on Reddit. <laughs> I'll fill you in. So Reddit is... No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actual price of a goddamn coffee. Yeah, it's expensive. So like we said, and Lisa was talking about it in the office the other day, um, how she gets her coffee quite close to her home, which is a lot cheaper than when she comes into Ponsonby, which is 650 which mm. is an absolute ripoff. What kind of coffee is that anyway? I don't drink coffee. Is that like an oat milk? I've got no doubt. I have the most basic coffee white, ever. So. White, extra two sugars, whatever. So yeah, I mean, it all adds up. And our, our thoughts on the cost of living at the moment, yeah. Um, it's not cheap. Petrol. Petrol. What the hell? Man. I don't know why I'm Gas gonna... spike. Gas, gas bike. Gas, gas bike. Gas bike. I, 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 I was going to gas bike. Oh, damn hey. it. I was calling a gas bike. Hey, there's an app out there for everyone because that is... Petrol is so friggin' expensive. Yeah. Diesel's on the increase. Keep those bloody ruck discount going mm. gas by is it gas by gas fee uh little yellow app great app yep. chuck it in there and it mm. tells you the cost of every single service station and where it's cheapest okay so i hammer i chuck i chuck in diesel chuck yep. in my location and costco out on westgate pack and save out in westgate yep. uh waitomo at 38 to 42 cents cheaper than coming into the city to buy how does that work Get on, get on, oh, you're on the phone, get on yes, it. Yeah. <laughs> so mass, massive difference. Like we're talking twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollars difference from me buying gas in the city to me buying gas out in Pack and Save and Westgate. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Gas is right. Carpooling. I don't. I don't oh, carpooling. There you go. Yeah. You're doing carpooling. Do yeah, some carpooling. Obviously, um, not not everyone can do it. You know, it's pretty limited. But hey, if there are people in your office or in your neighbourhood, you know, your neighbours, and you go to the Love same this. area, Love mate, this. jump in the car with them. Sure, it's right. way more environmentally friendly. Yep, you know, saves the pocket. Big time. On average, there's one point one two people per car in Auckland, in each car. Wow. How crazy is that? It's quite sad, isn't it? I used to drive down the motorway every day, and and almost every single car you drive alongside there's one person in the car mm-hmm. and you're thinking what the hell this is just crazy but it's just the way it is right totally. stay out of that transit lane lane <laughs> cam cam <laughs> and lastly obviously how do all the things that we discussed um, tie into buying property well it's all about obviously how much you earn and how much you spend at the end of the day when you're applying for something like a mortgage uh, more income obviously is better and less expenses equals you know more loan uh, higher purchase price but you know, just just have common sense out there especially in this day and age in this time where cost of living is so high inflation is rife and you know um, make a budget I mean it's simple as that we always talk about it budgeting is, is um, really key in terms of knowing what goes in and what goes out if you're a disciplined credit card owner if you pay off your bill every month, that gives you a snapshot of actually how much you are spending. You know, um, other things you can do is just um, we actually have a we have access to a software that pulls last six months of your bank statements and it categorizes every single expense into like little things and it actually tells you what you're spending. So, if anyone wants some um, help or advice around that and debt spending, get in touch with us. Otherwise, always a pleasure to have you in, Issa. Cam, thanks for joining us today. You're a true gentleman. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again, and we'll see you all next time.